You're listening to Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim, Season 1, Episode 4, titled The Project, Part 1. Story and music by Jason Nitsch. Enjoy the show. It's finally time. If it's today and the time is right now, then it's time for another episode of Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. This week, we return to the darkened station, floating silently among the celestial bodies in Sector 12, as an unmarked DSCM vessel approaches, moving just as slowly and bathed in silence and darkness. I'm picking up escape pods that were jettisoned from the station. They are all floating nearby. That's a standard maneuver in an emergency to move to a safe distance, but remain in the area to await rescue. Are there any life signs in any of the pods? Scanning now. Negative for life signs. If we assume that they were launched near the time that the distress signal went out, they should have run out of power and oxygen a few days ago. These pods were not designed for long periods of use. They assumed that any distress calls would be answered within 48 hours. Poor bastards. It's better this way. No loose ends or witnesses. Have the pods located and hauled into the hangar bay. It wouldn't do to have one found and arouse suspicions. Yes, Doctor. It will be done. The last thing that I needed was curiosity out here. That's a cat that I would gladly kill. This ensured that there would be no cover-ups or hasty disappearing scientists to take care of. Sadly, there were some brilliant researchers who were stationed here. Their loss would set us back tremendously. But like all people, they can be replaced. They always can. But we needed their research data and all the files from the station computer logs. That would be critical to ensuring that our efforts were not unnecessarily delayed. 
What about the station itself? Any readings? All dark and quiet, just as you would expect. Sensors read no movement, no life signs, and no audio signatures coming from the station. What about the distress call? It only went to us. No one outside the project would have been able to receive it, or decode it if they had. No one but us knows that anything happened here. And also, no one knows that here is even here. The project was an ultra-secret military unit, tasked with researching and developing the next generation of weapons for combat. That probably sounds like space lasers and death stars, but in reality it was the same as always. Deadlier bullets, faster missiles, and other deadly things, of course. I was more interested in the latter than the former. My name was Dr. Robert West, and I ran the project for the DSCM. I answered to absolutely no one, and I had full authority to run my operations all over the galaxy any way I pleased. I also had great influence on acquiring the best minds to work on my little projects. Some of the work got messy at times, like the current situation at hand. But nothing got in the way of our progress, and this minor setback wouldn't slow us down either. All we needed was the data files on the research and we would pick back up where we left off, at another site somewhere else, deep in the Outer Rim territories. This was Station Hotel Tango. Don't try and use that to figure out how many of these stations there were out here. You were going to undercount. And it was staffed with a little over a thousand research lab personnel, a security force, and the usual additional non-project staff that were needed to maintain the operations. Think secretaries, janitors, cooks, supply officers, etc. None of them knew what was really going on here. As far as they knew, they were just doing their duties keeping the outer rim safe. In a way, they were, but I wonder how many would condone the research going on here. Maybe more than I estimated. Who was the chief of station here? The file says it was Dr. Emily Rogers. Emily. So promising. Not a brilliant researcher, but she was good at managing egos. She knew the science well enough, but she knew people better. As such, she made an excellent station chief and was highly adept at keeping projects and bitchy researchers on schedule. Such a shame. Oh well, I could find more bureaucrats. Very good. Helm, take us in for a closer look. As the mystery ship approaches the station, its exterior lights flash on illuminating the station in tiny pools of light. No sign of the horrors that wait within, visible to those watching as they pass. That's fine. Can we connect to the station computer systems from here? Negative. These are closed systems. At minimum, we would have to dock and connect manually. That may be difficult with the lockdown in place. I'm not sure what internal security protocols would mean for system access points, but it probably restricts our options. What are our other options? It could be as simple as docking. Maybe if we have a physical connection from the ship to the station, the computer systems will start talking with one another. 
and give us the access we need. We could have to enter the station and find an administrative console somewhere to go direct. It could take going all the way to Central Command if the security protocols are tight enough. That would be less than optimal. Any other way of recovering the data files from the ongoing research? Negative. The system was closed off to all external connections as a security feature. It was built to be impossible to access on purpose. Of course. Finally, our hypersecurity had caught up with us. The one time that we needed easy access to our data, we'd built too good a wall around it. Risks would need to be taken here, that was certain. But if the report from the base communication was accurate, it would be well worth it. Where's the best point of ingress that maximizes our options for recovery? Docking port 23 is closest to central command. That would be convenient if we needed to enter the station and get to a hard connection. Helm, bring us around and dock us at port 23, please. As acknowledgements were made and additional maneuvering orders given, I wondered to myself what the next few hours were going to look like. I'm not usually one for being on the front lines, but this research was far too valuable to leave to anyone else. I needed to directly supervise its retrieval directly and ensure that it was not lost. That would be unacceptable. As the mysterious ship moved into position, plans were readied for retrieving the coveted research data. But were they really prepared for what awaits them inside the station? Docking complete. Seal confirmed. Ready for ingress into the station, sir. Very good. Have the team meet me at the hatch. Yes, Doctor. Good luck. I left the command center and dressed for the incursion. It was not my preference to get my hands dirty like this, preferring instead to remain quietly hidden in the shadows, pulling on all the loose threads while others did the really messy work. As the head of the project, I had a great deal of influence, power, and control over everything that went on in our little covert operation. I was always given everything that I needed to advance our cause. It was all at my disposal. I liked control. I liked order. This situation had precious little of both. It may seem like I'm unsympathetic to the gruesome fates of the former station personnel. Maybe I am. But I'd always found it useful in my line of work to focus on the job. Focus on the mission and disconnect the rest. It may be cruel, but it works for me. The lift doors opened and I stepped out and walked into the ready room to prepare. 
The team leads were all there. We had nearly an entire company of, not colonial marines per se, we'll call them private security. They were well trained, extremely well armed, and led by outstanding squadron leaders. We would be well protected. Dr. West, we're prepared and ready to go on your order. We have 24 squads working in groups of six. The remaining personnel will remain on standby at the ready. We have three airlock connections from the ship to the station here on Deck 12, where we will deploy to pre-selected destinations within the station to secure the route to Central Command on Deck 4. We're ready when you are. Very good. The company leader was a man named Wagner. I'd never met him before we departed for the station here, but I knew his reputation. He was highly competent, thorough, and extremely detail-oriented. I had no doubts that everything he had just told me was true. I hoped that he was right, and that the soldiers were as good as he promised. Whatever this was, it had taken down an entire station in the Outer Rim. A station protected by the most advanced security system ever created with safety protocols that were second to none, and with, by the way, its own contingent of 200 deep space marines assigned for base security. Whatever this was, it was serious. I hoped that we were prepared. Let's move out then, Wagner. Yes, Doctor. All units execute plan recapture on my mark. Three, two, one, execute. Nothing appeared to happen where we were standing, but I knew that at our three ingress points, that our soldiers were pouring into the station and taking up their positions. We would follow when the route was secured. While I heard Wagner receiving updates and giving more orders to proceed further, I turned to examine the station layout that was projected on the wall. If the station went into lockdown, every compartment would be sealed, and each door would have to be manually overridden to open. If those doors were closed, they were closed for a reason, and I wanted to open as few of them as possible to retrieve what we came for. Sir, we've secured the route to the command center if you're ready to proceed. Any issues so far? Negative. The station entered alert condition Delta, which congregates all station personnel in large groups for security protection. We know where those areas are, and our planned incursion intentionally avoided those areas of the station. It's possible that some isolated staff may be outside of these zones, but a majority of the staff would have been in one of those central safety hubs on each deck. Any chance that there is anyone alive in one of those locations? We haven't detected any life signs, but we can only know for sure through direct examination. Should I divert a team to check the shelter-in-place areas? I thought about it for a brief moment, just a momentary lapse of focus. No. We're here for one thing only. Let's retrieve the data and get out of here. Yes, Doctor. Squad, let's move. With that, we entered the airlock and the door to the station slowly opened. There wasn't a sound in the stale air when we took our first steps inside. 
As they step into the station, laser focused on the task at hand. What would they find waiting for them as they pierce the silent darkness inside? Maybe something they aren't ready for at all. That's it for this week. Don't forget to join us next time for another exciting adventure on Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. Hello, Belters. You've been listening to Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. I'm series creator Jason Nitch, and I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please click the link to become a patron of our show and join us on Patreon. Or go to my website at www.jasonnitch.com slash next episode to find out how you can help keep the stories from the Outer Rim coming. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jason Nitch and visit beyondthebeltpodcast.com for all the latest information about the series. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time on Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim.